This is The People's Show with Dick Nazar and Randy Janda. Hour two of The People's Show. Randy Janda, Israel Fair, Josh Elliott Wolf, and we did have a guest swing by the studio. What, what did we joke about yesterday? Bick's not on air. He's not working this week, but he's always watching. He's always around the block. He's around the corner. He literally just, as I opened the door to leave <laughs> the studio, in. like as I opened the door, he just appeared. It was a very, very weird, but he's here. Always watching. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting. Is last week, we did a remote show from the Vancouver Open, the Van Open, the tennis tournament. Yep. I'm here filling in for Bic ostensibly, and uh, he was there watching the tennis and kind of popped by the table a bunch of times. And today, even more surprising, we opened the door at the end of the segment, and there he is waiting for us. You know what? Like silently the... judging as well. You know, it's like a like a horror flick, and it's just kind of one of those scenes where you open the door and like something pops, uh, something pops out. Yeah. Right. Like the villain jump, is there. Jump scare. That's that's what the scene was. I wish we were streaming. You could have probably seen that during the break. <laughs> is he just going back in his seat? I was like, He's what? here! I don't know if he has a confession, though. He didn't mention whether he has a confession, but we are going to be coming with Confession Friday on a Tuesday. And what started this? What kind of got the thought process going about moving it up in the week? Yankee fan using a hot dog as a straw to drink his beer. You've seen the video. If you haven't, go to my Twitter handle, at Jenda. I tweeted it out a little bit earlier on, teasing Confession Friday on a Tuesday. Bring your food confessions. We have some of those. But if it's not a non-food confession as well, bring those as well. I got one. It's not as controversial as that, but I got one. But before we do that, we got we to gotta kick it off right. Let's do Confession Friday. Join the movement that is Confession Friday. I know you hate me. I know I hurt you. But there's more. Listen. People in the butts. He should have been playing in the minors. Sports. Some weird things going down the toilet. That music just takes you to a dark place. It really does set the stage. If there was a knockoff of The weekend, who was playing in BC Place tonight. Yeah. Heading there. You're going. I'm heading, yep. This song would be the knockoff version. It would be like the Weird Al <laughs> version of The weekend. Yeah, I can see it. I can hear it. Right? Yeah, it's, it's got that vibe. All right. I'm going to start it off here. It's not hot dog guy straw scenario. Nowhere close, but... We'll, we'll be the judge. Right, okay, yeah, we'll be the judge. I don't think that. it is. Because there's so many things going on with that one. It's like the combination... Well, of, the process of turning the hot dog into a straw. Yeah, but like dipping it, like the taste is kind of like... You're, a, you're using, like, it, you're using it as a vessel, first of all. If you just dipped a wiener <laughs> into the beer and eaten it... What? That's one thing. Yeah. But it's for me, it's the the contraption of making it into a straw. You're putting in the work. Yeah. Like you're because if it was just the hot dog dipped in beer, you'd kind of be like, that's that's different. People have done that with the bun as well. Like you've seen that before. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but people do it. Yeah. You need to have the bun though. That way, it's at least like soaking it up. Right. Yes. Now, he uses the straw to carve out the the actual hole. Right. It's a choice. There's like a, I don't want to go there, but like there's there's a process here. That's what makes it so weird. But it's also the taste profile and using it as a straw, that's weird. So here we go. For me, I love putting mustard on everything. 
like scrambled eggs, mustard. Like sandwiches might have nothing else in them, mustard. Just mustard on its own is the condiment of like choice for me. Like fried eggs, nothing else. I don't want anything else on it, just mustard. And we're not talking Dijon. I'm, I'm talking about the cheap stuff. Yellow. Yellow mustard. Yellow mustard. You know, doesn't even have to be good when it is described by using the color. <laughs> <laughs> mustard on everything, guy. So, yeah, like my go-to breakfast, mustard on scrambled eggs right now. A lot of people use ketchup, which I'm opposed to. Like, that's that's a thing. Like hot dogs, I don't even consider no. ketchup. It's not a thing. It's just mustard. Okay. So, I don't like the... You'd I, fit in in Chicago. Exactly. I don't I don't like the sweet taste profile of ketchup. I want I want the slightly bitter, kind of soury taste of mustard. So, I put mustard on everything, including eggs. I like mustard, but uh, eggs, that's a, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, I'll do ketchup with eggs, uh, but I won't do mu- mustard. just seems a little too uh, too different. Have you tried it, though? No. I think you should. I mustard. haven't tried a lot of things, and I know it's not good. <laughs> You're an anti-ketchup popsicle guy? You're anti-mustard on that, eggs? Though. I tried the ketchup popsicle. It was horrible. <laughs> it's true. All right. It's true. What do you guys got? All right, I'll go. So, uh, uh, by the way... Uh, yeah. we, we have to clip the dip the wiener clip, <laughs> yeah. please. Thank you. By all means, we got Adnan promoting Dud Soda, and we got me talking about dipping wieners. What a show it's been so far. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start to confess. This is called a summer show. <laughs> I'll confess here. Um, so I like milk. I like drinking milk. And I'm apparently past the age where that's normal. I don't. I don't drink it. Yeah, right. Like, that's the thing. Unless it's mixed with cream soda. Come on. Yes. I don't drink it all the time. Like I used to, but I will have a glass of milk with like, chicken fingers or with a burger. Wait, wait, wait. So you're like, you're a night out with the boys and you're just not, you're not feeling beer. So you're going to no, order I, a, I will, would you, I will never do it at a restaurant. You're I'd do it at home. wings no. and seven glasses of milk. No, no, I would I, I never, coming. I never, or I've, I don't think I've ever ordered milk like after 12 at a restaurant. Okay. But at home. Yeah. So like with the girlfriend around, she's like she's fully aware that she's fully yeah, and I just I'm scorched every time. Have you ever gone out with her and ordered it with her in person? No, like it, no, so no. she wouldn't allow it. No, I wouldn't do it. So it's wait. a comfort thing at home. All right. So like you're slamming a burger. You've done the, you, know, you barbecued a burger. Yeah, or I'll have I'll get takeout. Like I'll get fast food. And just a, like a two percent homo. A, what are you doing here? Two percent, big glass of two percent. All right. He won't get a drink from like McDonald's. He's like, I got something better at home. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's a confession. That's yeah. Uh, Josh, you have one. I do have one. All right. What do you got? So, uh, I and I, I think I posted a picture of this before. Uh, similar thing. I don't do it when I'm at a restaurant. Yeah. Or anything like different that. standards. Um, but if I'm having a steak at home, I will put mayonnaise on it. Or I will dip it in mayonnaise. That beats us both. Okay. So I'm not a steak guy, but yes. if the the theory I heard is if you need any sort of sauce with your steak, it's a, it's a crappy steak. I've heard that. And it, when I've said this before, I, people have said that. I will say it's good steak without the mayonnaise. I just, every once in a while, and I don't do it every time even at home, but every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I just want a little, little bit more. So I dip it in mayo. Okay, so I'm not that guy to be judging, but Izzy, if you walk by Josh at the keg, let's say, and he's got a bunch of mayonnaise on his steak, what are you thinking? Um, I'm calling a three-digit phone number. <laughs> I'm alerting the authorities 
that someone needs to come and deal with a serious issue inside the restaurant. All right, all That's right. why I won't do it at the keg. I'm not I'm not at a steakhouse like you know what get this needs. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> do, you, do you have a mayo or a, an aioli, please? Can I have this with my steak? But people have aioli with steak, right? Don't they? I'm What's a steak a, purist, so not me. Yeah. The, okay. All you know, I I don't do it myself, but my friends they don't order any sort of sauce with it. Yeah. So. I mean, look, you should try. With, I, I you don't should try know. with mustard. Yeah, I'm sure it's better. I don't know how I started uh, doing it. Mustard, I would be less uh, opposed okay. than mayo. I'm a big mayo guy in general, though. Like, if I'm having a hot dog, there's mayo on hot dog. Whoa, okay. 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 And then same with, like, obviously a burger. There's mayo on that. Yeah, I'll do I'll do uh, mayo and ketchup mix on, on a burger. Hot dog, never. You guys know that uh, Seattle's go-to hot dog is with cream cheese? Yeah, That's pretty good. That's, like... In the states, like so, Chicago yeah. dogs—they don't—they yep. don't put ketchup. It's mustard and and um, like cut tomatoes and pickles and relish, and they have their whole thing. In Seattle, it's cream cheese mm. is their hot dog, go-to hot dog thing. Okay, and I've never had it. I'm I'm supposed to go to Seattle in a couple weeks All for right. a Mariners series, and I'm considering finding the best Seattle hot dog place and trying it because I've read so much about we it. We need a Twitter review on that, Izzy. So maybe take that bite, and I'll wash it down with the. Uh, the grasshoppers at the Mariners game. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say a glass of whole milk. <laughs> if I can find that, then great. Well, so it's interesting with milk versus milkshakes. Because I'll go to White Spot and I'll get milkshake. Like, that's what I'm – if I'm going to White Spot Socially and I'm getting a burger, milkshake. Even if you're an adult. Yes. Milk. I love milkshakes. But So if I'm out, I'm getting a milkshake if it's available. I'm not right. ordering a glass of milk. That's at home. All right. And uh, there's some people in the text line, they're, they're agreeing. You just need the dairy intake. With all your meals, it's a growing well, boy. Just dinner. I've never broken a bone. We got knock uh, on wood. We got me neither, uh, and I lo- I have milk all the time too. Not we, a glass of it. Rager coming in with honestly, I don't get what's weird about ordering milk. Uh, another one from Anthony White Rock. I'm with you. Glass of milk for the win at home. <laughs> I like how he says at home though. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's a line you can't cross. It's called your front yard. Uh, all right, beyond that, let's let's get to some of these confessions. There's as some well. good ones. Can't name names, but here are your confessions. Confession Tuesday. Just ordered milk. Sunday at 2 p.m. Helen's Grill. Who cares what anyone thinks? All right. So there you go. I don't know. Ordering in public is a step too far. Braver than me. Confession Friday. I love mayonnaise with fries. I could eat an 8-ounce container with fries if I could. I I will go with that. Yeah, mayo with fries. 8-ounce? And then? Not (laughs) 8-ounce. I was like, come on, man. (laughs) Some slips onto the steak, and you know what? (laughs) Slips onto a paintbrush. (laughs) This one, confession, Friday on a Tuesday. I like barbecue sauce with my pierogies. No sour cream, just barbecue sauce. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'm intrigued. I don't, you know the whole pierogies with sour cream? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be exclusive or, you know, to that. No. Experiment a little bit. I go pretty hard on sour cream when I have pierogies, though. It's like half a bowl of sour cream, half a bowl of pierogies. That's aggressive. Maybe not. Okay. What's it with I'm exaggerating. You? <laughs> <laughs> so sour cream, mayonnaise. I'm seeing a theme here. There's, you, just, you just love the uh, love the white stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, not the, not on, on his salary. On the on the food. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, after Adnan told us the David Ross story. <laughs> All right. That kid gets after it. <laughs> Confession Friday on a Tuesday. Moving on. 
My childhood go-to snack was a large bowl of Minute Maid rice with ranch dressing and soya sauce. Whoa. So wait, back this up. Minute Maid rice, ranch dressing, and soya sauce. That is, that's worthy of a confession. It is. Yeah, that one, I'm going to judge you for that one. But, do you still eat it, is the question. As a kid, I'm. we can allow it. You can you, get away with a you, lot. Yeah, if you do that, like, Izzy drinks milk at home. But if you're doing that at home now, <laughs> as an adult, I got some questions. Uh, I have another one, by the way. And I don't I don't mean to, like, blame my girlfriend. Uh, but anytime we're on a ferry, she will go to the white spot. Yep. She will order. Have to. Yeah. And she will order She'll a walk side of pickles. in the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the cubicle. The cubicle. <laughs> yeah. Doing his work. Not going to white spot like the regular people. No. Uh, but... She'll get a side of pickles and a side of gravy. And then she dips the pickles in the gravy. Pickles? No, uh, no, I, I love pickles and I love gravy. That's a foul. I tried it because I'm like, you know what? I don't mind either thing. Yeah, but I, I love both things. They just, when I eat them, they test, taste separate in my mouth. So I don't know what she likes about it. I think it's more of a nostalgia thing than anything, but I don't know. It's weird. I could see that being a comfort, though. Yeah, that just, that's strange. That's a strange taste profile. Very strange. All right, we got this one. Confession Fuse Day, as they're calling it. <laughs> Combining Fuse Friday and Tuesday. Day. I see what you did. Cream of mushroom soup grilled sandwich. So not separate. Yeah. The cream of mushroom is in the sandwich. So like rather than like dipping your sandwich in the soup, which people do, they do that with chili or tomato soup or whatever. Yep. Getting the cream of mushroom soup in the sandwich. That's, that's a tad aggressive. I'd worth. I'd give it a try though. I'd give it a try. Not for me. Okay. Not a cream and mushroom guy. But it's this isn't. That's not top tier today. No, no. It's. You can also hide that. Like people won't judge you because they're like, ah, whatever. He's eating a sandwich. He yeah. or she's eating a sandwich. This one's not food related. Confession Friday. I have the text noti- notifications from my girlfriend muted. That's Josh when he's on the ferry with his girlfriend and she's saying, I'm going to White Spot to get the gravy and the pickles. He's like, oh, sorry, I missed your text. I didn't see it. I was, I was in the cubicles with Vic. We were crushing fantasy football tape. <laughs> Working on Big Six. Working on, it was, hey, nowhere to go but out. <laughs> All right, this one, Confession Friday. This one's for Randeep. You know what the Punjabi food karele is? So for non-Punjabis, it's, it's a... It's a vegetable called a bitter gourd. Like, it's... The name is very true. It is... It tastes pretty nasty. This texture So, says, like, what is it used in... It's like, uh, you know, if you're making... If is you're it, like, with, in a bigger dish that people will use it Yeah, in? so you'd, you know, put in some masalas, and you kind of make a, an entree out of it, okay. and then you'd eat it with roti or naan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So it's, it's, it's a bigger dish. Yeah. It tastes nasty. Uh, the old school folks love it, and some new school folks might text in, but I think it's, I'm not a fan of it. it it's true to the name. Bitter. This person texts in, Randeep, you need to try a Karele milkshake. So, <laughs> milk and the most bitter food you can imagine. Uh, that's a hard pass for me. Uh, I, I love milk. I, that, no, I'm good. You Googled this as well I during did. the break. It looks nasty. It tastes nasty. It, yes, it, it is a very distinct look to it, and... Every description leads with bitter. Bitter melon. Combination of bitter. Like, it's like, that's that's the search pretty Yeah, much. I'm not putting that in a milkshake. We got this one. Confession Friday on a Tuesday. Take a piece of bread, add margarine, peanut butter, and then mayo 
Most think it's gross, but it is one of my secret treats. Josh, is that you? Got half of the things you like in there, man. I mean, I, I should try it, probably. Margarine's white sometimes. Yes. <laughs> we got bread, margarine, peanut butter, and mayo. That's no, that's hard pass, man. Throw some hot sauce in there. I might consider it. Uh, this one. Confession Friday on a Tuesday. In my early 20s, after a few drinks, I wanted to eat something salty. I didn't have anything, but then I found some dog jerky. I had a piece to kill my craving, and it tasted pretty good. I can't see dog jerky being too different from people jerky. There's only one way to find out. I mean, I would try it. All right. You got a cat, though, so we got to... Yeah, no, cat food's a whole nother level. That is worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, he's going to be trying the Seattle dog. You're going to be trying dog jerky. <laughs> you kind of set yourself Let's up for that wins. one. Confession. Another one coming in. Mashed potatoes and HP sauce. House of Parliament sauce. I'm actually a big HP sauce guy. Is that what it stands for? House of Parliament yes. sauce? So wow. you love steak sauce or having sauce with well, your steak? Uh, I don't know if I would call it steak sauce. <laughs> Mayo is steak sauce at the Ellie Wolf house, yeah. all right? It's the only thing in the condiment drawer. I'm a big HP sauce guy. I'll throw that on, like, hash browns. I'll throw that on eggs with the mustard. What else we got here, Izzy? Confession of Friday? Yep. Or Fuse Day? Fuse Day. Some good stuff in here, man. Okay, I got one. Well, okay, let's go with this okay, one. Let's go with this one? one. Peanut butter KD. That's nasty. That's is nasty. It- is it replacing the cheese? Yeah, when I assume it's an add-on add too. I, th- I assume yeah. that it's like it's another layer. It's the you you cook the KD and then you throw some peanut butter in there and you mix that even further. I guess it would melt, so it probably wouldn't be like thick peanut butter on the. It's still, but weird. like the taste though, the taste would be kind of weird. Well, there was another one in here that had the uh, peanut butter jam and cheese sandwiches, so maybe a peanut butter cheese combo is a good thing. I'm going to pass on that one, boys. I'm going to pass. I don't know, Josh. After I ha- found out about your mayonnaise take, I don't know. I'm open I, to I don't know if I trust you anymore, man. <laughs> I'll try anything once. I don't know if uh, producing the show is. <laughs> the trust has been broken a little bit. Confession Tuesday. I like pickles on pizza with pepperoni and feta. That actually sounds pretty good. Pickles? Yeah. No. There's good pickle pizza out there. Be- what about potato on pizza? Potato's not a pickle, is it? No, but I'm okay. like, are you? I was like, what? Did I miss the designation? No, here? no, but are no, you? I'm a huge potato and yeah, pizza guy. Okay. Love, but, yeah. but no pickles. No pickles. Do you like pickles in general? I'll when I'm having a burger, I'll have it on the side. Okay. I don't like it in the burger, but okay. I like pickles on their own with the gravy. Oh no, that was. <laughs> no, that was, yeah. that was I will honestly, when I have like a pickle on my burger, I have to give it to her. Okay. It's a, it's a whole thing. I used to like pickles, and now I don't anymore. And is there gravy involved with that? If it's White Spot. Okay. It's only at White Spot, too. It's never anywhere else. Confession Friday. This one's a doozy. Speaking of cat food, I once put out cat food and crackers at a party and watched people from afar. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. That's a double whammy because that is, I mean, that is more in the vein of the regular segment, the non-food specific segment. That's the stuff we want. Where people are doing nasty things. That it might be... I think this is the second time I've done this segment, and the first time I was horrified, and this is, that might be the worst yeah, so that I've come time, across. Next time you're at a party and there's a charcuterie board or something like that, just be careful. Just I'm be just going to, you guys, anyone have milk? <laughs> I got to wash this <laughs> down. down. Good buffer. Just takes everything out of your, all the taste out. Um, I'm noting that number down and just making sure 
I'm never invited to a party hosted by that person. <laughs> yeah. uh, come with your confession, 650, 650. We'll get a couple more here uh, as we go. Confession Friday. I recently discovered that if you want to re-experience your childhood... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off of that one for now. Got to read through that one. The, uh, the point of it was mix in a couple of craft singles ah, with your next pot of craft dinner. Got it. Okay, okay. There, there we go. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good hack, though. Like, if you're just looking for... It's just extra cheese, yeah, essentially. Yeah, skip on the peanut butter. That's not a confession, though. That's that's a hack. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a hack. A life hack. John from the Big C. I will dip my garlic bread in ketchup. All right. That's where I draw the line. Garlic bread is amazing on its own. You don't need to add... Just mayo. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Only add mayo. Don't add ketchup. All right, cold pork, beans, and ripple potato chips. Put beans in a bowl in the fridge for about two hours and dip with chips. Not horrible. I, I can understand the logic. Yeah, just, not it horrible. It kind of sounds nasty, though. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's it's closer to our, our guy at Yankee Stadium bringing his own contraption to yes. create his, his hot dog straw. Cause it, like some of these are just like, hey, I, I got two things, I'm gonna put them together. That that's this is there's some thought being put into this. All right, we got we got a lot of takes. We might be able to to share some later on in the show too. But 20 minutes of Confession Friday on a Tuesday, a lot of food takes, and really more than anything, I think this has taught us a lesson, guys. If you're ever invited to a party, just be very mindful of what people are putting out there to eat. Cat food guy just got us. Like if we're giving away prizes today, that guy would have won it. Unfortunately. Uh, we're not giving any away. Thank you for your text. Keep them coming. Uh, we haven't had interaction like that on Confession Friday in some time. So clearly, <laughs> like we get really good interaction. The food takes just take it up another level. So uh, shouts to Hot Dog Straw Guy. Disgusting, disgusting action, but it launched uh, a lot of conversation. I want to get in on this as well. Uh, news today. Not related to Hot Dog Straw Guy, but it is in New York, Brooklyn. Kevin Durant, KD, keeping the uh, the theme going here, and the Nets decide to move forward with the partnership. They're sticking it out here, Izzy. They squash this beef by the sounds of it, and this is so interesting because Kevin Durant, essentially, what, a couple of weeks ago, Shams came out with that report that it was an ultimatum to the owner. Yeah. Either you go with me, your star, or... You go with the GM and the coach. So they've squashed the beef. But when you light up both the GM and the coach, can you come back from that? Because like this feels like, hey, we couldn't get anything done, and we got no other choice. You guys have to come back. I, it feels like, I don't know if that's a really, I don't know if you can repair that relationship. doesn't inspire confidence. No, if you're Steve Nash, you're like, wait a second. You wanted me gone. How can I? How can I come back and coach you? But this is just that's the it's the way of the superstar. It's the way of Kevin Durant. You have to work around it, especially in basketball, especially in the NBA. What else is he gonna do? You know, Kevin Durant's part of the reason that he was the coach, and yeah, KD seems to waffle a fair bit on what's gonna like what direction he wants to take his career, where he wants to play, who he wants to play with, who he wants to coach him. But if Kevin Durant's on, he's still one of the best players in the league, and they still have a chance to win. Yeah, but they got Kyrie there as well. They got Ben Simmons. They, they yeah, it's not like, perfect. It, it's the KD thing. Even if you can repair it, there's so many other potential 
hurdles that come up in that, you know, not even speed bumps, like straight up dead ends potentially with Ben Simmons, where yeah. is he can even play. Kyrie, does he want to stick around there? So even if you can repair the KD thing, you know, how many, how long of a runway do you have? Like I look at Steve Nash and I say, man, this is, you might have the job, but for how long? He's a, he's a local guy, but you want him to succeed? I just don't see how he's going to be able to do it. All right. That is uh, some basketball talk. Kevin Durant going back to Brooklyn for now. We'll see how long that lasts. But it is time for turf trivia. Reigning champ Vancouver, specifically Marple. And you get a chance to play for four pack of tickets to the Seas Family Fun Day this Sunday, August 28th, as they take on the Hillsborough Hops. Today's question, Kevin Durant. Yep. Is a one-time NBA MVP. Mm-hmm. Telling his mom he was she's the real MVP. That's right. That, that money quote. Well, it's related to that. That's right. So Kevin Durant, one-time MVP, but he's got a couple finals MVPs. There's only three players in NBA history who have won the MVP in three straight seasons. So three, three players, we're looking for two of them. Can you name two of the three players who have won the NBA regular season MVP award three straight years? Yeah, and nobody has done more than that, so that is the NBA record. Hit us up, 650-650 with the correct answers. We will randomly pick the winner. Coming up next... Fantasy Football Talk with James Coe of DirecTV. Get ready for your draft. Get ready for your, maybe your keeper deadline's coming up. James will have all the information here on The People Show. This is The People Show with Bit Nizar and Randy Janda. Welcome back to The People Show. Randy Janda, Israel Fair, Josh Elliott Wolf. Getting you set for the rest of the week, but also fantasy football season. Yes, keeper deadlines, draft preparation, all of that is going on now. It's it's one of the most exciting times of the year for me because everybody has the hope that they will have the best fantasy team. You're getting ready for your draft, you're optimistic, and then you make your picks, you look at the big board, and then you start getting depressed because your team is probably the worst. That, that's <laughs> usually what happens for me, but not this year. Because we're going to talk to our guy, James Cove, of DirecTV. We've had him on the program on the station before. A lot of times, awesome dude. And uh, we're happy to welcome him now. James, how are you doing? What up, boys? Good to be back. I know, it's been a while. This is, uh, you know, it's nice to be talking football. Nice to be talking fantasy football as well. And one of the, the best things about all of this is the draft itself, right? It's the process of making those picks. Um, and it's also like the people that you're sharing this time with. Who's the worst guy at the draft for you, James? Uh, you you create you know create awesome videos online. I, I see some of those the skits that you do. Who's the worst guy at the draft? Is it the late arriver, the drunk guy? Like who is that person? It's, it's for me. It's always the guy that drains the clock. You know, it's like, bro, come on, man. We're in the first round. You're waiting all ninety seconds, two <laughs> minutes, or whatever. Like, come on, dog. Like, you know who you want. Just make the damn pick. You know, <laughs> that's to me. That's always the worst guy. Yeah, the worst is also, it's like one of the top picks. Like, you knew this was going to happen. You got like one of the, you know, pick number two. You know the one guy was going to go in one direction. Come on now. Uh, so the fantasy draft process, uh, you're watching a lot of preseason games here. You're getting ready for the year. What is that process like for you as, as you prep for the season? Well, I mean, I think for somebody like myself, I, when you're in this industry, man, it's like it never stops, you know. There is no off season, you know, because when the Super Bowl is done and over with, it's like, you know what I start doing? 
start watching college games, you know. It's like I got to go back and watch some of these top prospects and kind of see what, what they've been doing because, quite honestly, during the regular season, I don't watch a lot of college ball. Like, I watch a little bit. I'm a Cal guy, so I love watching – well, I can't say I, I recently have loved watching <laughs> Berkeley, but, you know, it's like – but, you know, it's like I, I get invested, you know what I mean? So – but no, and so I do see some Pac-12 games, but man, it's like I don't get a chance to watch a lot of SEC games or ACC games or Big 12 or Big 10. So, um, you know, I've seen highlights, but I haven't like dug in, you know. So my, so for me, my process is all year round, man. Like I watch these college prospects and then, you know, and then of course the combine rolls around. You, you pour over some of these combine numbers and then landing spots, free agency. I mean, my God, it just never stops, my friend. We want to avoid uh, the people listening uh, to be that guy that you mentioned, the person in the first, second round that that's taking up too much of the clock to make what should be obvious picks. But for for some people that they're trying to cram in the the end of summer with their fantasy football prep, when you look at the way that draft boards are playing out this year, the way that uh, the, the fantasy season is shaping up, if people only have a little bit of time to prep for their draft, which position group should they be looking at? Like, what what's the key to to this year's drafts? Um, I think if you take running back early, I think that does make a lot of sense. Um, now, that being said, it's like I, I, I'm always like this. I hate a lot of the first-round running backs. I do uh, because I think that a lot of them just get overpriced, and um, I think you can find similar value in the second round. Um, I tend to – I lean towards going wide receiver in the first round and finding a, a running back in the second, and that's played out pretty well for me over the last few years. But, um, look, certainly if you're at the top of the draft board – you know, um, Christian McCaffrey is going to be somebody that's very interesting. Dalvin Cook with this new offensive system in Minnesota. People got to remember, man, in Minnesota, you got to get Zimmer's boomer offense out of your mind. You know, this is going to be a new look there um, in Minnesota, and I'm really excited to see what Dalvin Cook could do. But, I mean, again, Jonathan Taylor, of course, at 1.1, I think he's the consensus, and it makes all the sense in the world. He's, you know – He's a young player. He's super explosive, playing in a, a run-heavy offense behind a pretty good offensive line. So Jonathan Taylor, number one overall for sure. Okay, so staying on running backs, you talked about the guys that you're looking at. How about the ones you're not? Uh, Antonio Gibson and the Commanders, like how far are you staying away from that? Or are you, are you considering him at some point? No, he's out. I mean, <laughs> there have been zero good reports. I think from a pass catching perspective, you know, they've got a pass catcher there. And then Brian Robinson, the rookie, they're already talking about running this guy in a goal line situation. Okay, so what is left now for Antonio Gibson, who, by the way, has also been kind of sort of fumbling the rock here. It's been a problem now for the past couple of seasons. I just don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. So for me, I don't know how far he falls into the draft board, man, but he has to go into like eighth, ninth round territory. Uh, for me to consider uh, drafting him at any point. A player that's gotten quite a bit of hype, especially from his new wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is is Tua. Uh, do you have faith in him to be a, an impact fantasy quarterback this year? Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a hater, man, but you know what? I'm, I'm completely 100% out on the Tua business. For me, I look at Tua and I say, okay, how much more can, can your team support you? You know, they sign an offensive-minded head coach. You get Tyreek Hill. You go get Taron Armstead, one of the best left tackles in the game. You add Connor Williams, another solid offensive lineman. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki. It's like, it's all there, my guy. If you can't make it work, um, to me, I just feel like you're not meant for the NFL, you know. And, I'm, and, I, and I think he's a guy that's got tools, but I just don't think he's got it upstairs, like, 
to me, when you watch the game tape, the guy cannot pull the trigger. That is a huge problem in the NFL. So um, for me, I just don't see it. Um, and, and for me, I, I think he's kind of sort of a middle-of-the-road fantasy quarterback, but he's got so many weapons that I think he could just fall ass backwards into a top-12 finish because he just has that much support surrounding him right now. Yeah, it's great, you know, if you can do it in, in you know, training camp where, you know, there's a little bit of flexibility, there's the pressure's not coming, uh, but you're right, when it comes to the game tape, uh, that confidence is not there. Can it translate into the regular season? We haven't seen that from him, and that's coming from me, a Dolphins guy, so it, it really hurts me. Uh, now, beyond that, though, you know, we start looking at some of the rookie options this year in fantasy, and for a lot of those folks oh, yeah. that, you know, are in keeper leagues, you're considering rookies a lot earlier. Uh, who are you looking at? Who are you most optimistic about in this rookie class? I mean, I, I, I'm going to sound, you know, kind of sort of consensus here, but, man, I am just jacked on Brees Hall. Oh, my gosh, I think he's so good. Um, to me, he's one of the best running back prospects I've seen in a long time. We're talking 217 pounds. He ran a sub-4440 with a 40-inch vertical He's got size, athleticism, burst. He has it all highly productive for an Iowa State team that, oh, by the way, was not very good. Um, but he himself was extremely productive. Then he plays for a coach, a defensive-minded coach. And you know defensive-minded coaches in running games, man. It's like hot sauce and fried chicken. It just goes. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I'm extremely excited about Brees Hall. I'm not worried about Michael Carter whatsoever. They go inside Lincoln, Lincoln Tomlinson, a, a, a highly productive, high-quality run-blocking offensive guard uh, for the O-line. And man, I just think he's going to be a top 25 pick when all is said and done. And to be honest with you, I think he has the skill set. And if things go right, I think he finishes as a top 10 um, running back in fantasy this year. Rookies are fun because they're new, they're fresh. Uh, people don't have a pre-existing relationship with them in fantasy. Uh, but one of the other parts of fantasy is that, you know, sometimes you'll draft a player, you, you have high expectations, and it doesn't work out for you because that player gets hurt or doesn't reach those expectations. Is there a player that you're looking at or maybe a couple of players that you're looking at this year that you've been high on before, you've taken them, or you've at least really liked them in a fantasy format, and it hasn't worked out, but... You look at this year and you think this this might be the year that they that they have that breakout. Oh man, bounce back candidates! It's for me. I, I think I am a hundred percent ready to get hurt again by Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> I know he was absolute dog water to start the, the season last year, but you know what? Here's the thing, man. Very quietly, he averaged seventy one receiving yards per game over his last eight regular season games. Okay, and then you get dead arm Gucci Garop out of there. You throw in, you know, a, a big cannon in Trey Lance. And the training camp reports, oh, my God, they have been absolutely glowing surrounding Brandon Ayuk. So, for me, I feel like he's undervalued, which also means I think Debo is overvalued. I don't think this is the kind of offense that can support two top ten players. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And I think Brandon Ayuk is undervalued. Debo's overvalued. And I think they're going to end up the season very, very close uh, in fantasy this year, which means Debo probably be a disappointment with his ADP, and Ayuk probably is going to be a star. You're listening to The People Show. We're talking fantasy football with James Cohen. Uh, James, okay, let's, let's uh, look at it a slightly different way. What's a player that people are going to regret taking? <laughs> For me, there's two guys. Um, one is James Conner. He was the RB5 in PPR last year. In 2022, 
Just no, 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 no. He is regression to the max, man. 18 touchdowns last year, 3.7 yards per carry average. That's horrendous. Um, I don't think he even gets to nine touchdowns this year. So I'm looking at like a 60% reduction in touchdowns. Um, there's just there's no numbers that support him being a top 10 running back this year. None, zero. Um, so I don't see that. And then the other one that's, I think, much more controversial, um, I think Derrick Henry is extremely overvalued right now. Look, he is 28 years old with a ton, a ton of mileage coming off of a broken foot, did not look good in his return. And last year, among the top 30 running backs, top 30 running, not players, top 30 running backs, only two of them were 28 years or older. One of them was a converted wide receiver in Kadero Patterson. And for me, I just feel like Derrick Henry, it's, he's of that age. He's got the mileage. Man, if he, if he doesn't miss at least five games, I would be surprised, man. So um, to me, I think Derrick Henry is extremely overvalued as a top five pick. Um, to be honest, I'd probably push him outside the top 15 um, if, if I had my wherewithal. I'm a Seahawks fan. There's a number of people in our audience that are Seahawks fans with Vancouver being so close to Seattle. And I am the fantasy guy that likes to, if I can, draft at least a couple of players from my favorite team to make it even more exciting to to watch those Seahawks games. Now, they're not going to be as good as they've been in the past, but they've got some players, especially DK Metcalf, who could be uh, you know, a difference maker. Do you look at him because of the quarterback situation in Seattle differently? Does he have the potential to maybe be undervalued because the quarterback situation is so bad? What's the, what's the right evaluation on DK Metcalf this season? I mean, you are certainly getting a discount on him right now. Wide receiver 18, according to Fantasy Pros, you're, he's you know, just inside the top 50, but you've got to spend like a top 50 pick on DK Metcalf. This guy's extremely talented and just an absolute physical force out there. Um, his skill set won't be as impacted by the loss uh, of Russell Wilson as Tyler Lockett. Um, and, and, and I love Lockett, too, a very skilled player, but that's what he is. He's a very skilled player. He needs another skilled player to kind of get him that ball. Um, DK Metcalf, not really. <laughs> you know, you can kind of sort of force it to him, um, and he can make plays. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested at that price. You know, top 50 pick, yeah, sign me up. You know, I don't see that much downside at pick number 45 to 50 when you're taking DK Metcalf. So I'm down, man. All right, final one before we let you go here, James. Uh, you were kind of ahead of the curve on Saquon Barkley. I remember having you on the show and you said he's going to be outside the top five for you in terms of running backs. Um, yep, you were right on that. I can I can give you your flowers on that one. <laughs> there is some buzz there. He's He's talking a big game saying he's back. How do you feel about Saquon this year? I love Saquon this year, man. Uh, first of all, you're getting him a pretty good, uh, at a pretty dis- good discount. You know, you can get him in the, the middle uh, to later portion of the second round. I mean, somebody might reach in the early part of the second round. Yeah, sure. But, uh, but cer- certainly you're, you're getting a discount uh, on Saquon Barkley. He's going right now as like a top 15-ish uh, running back. And to me, he has all the opportunity in the world to absolutely smash ADP. Um, the injury history, obviously a big-time concern. But to me, I think you add a guy like Brian Dable, who is just an absolute wizard on the offensive side of the ball, um, and, and I think magical things are going to happen. You know, um, They have a, a, a bit of a dearth of pass-catching options there. 
in, in New York, and I'm saying that very kindly, they, they really have no one. Um, but, but that being said, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? I think Dable's smart enough, and he's shown that he's smart enough to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. Man, Saquon's one of those guys. I would love to see what this guy does out of the backfield. I would not be surprised if he ends up catching about, you know, 70 to 75 footballs this year. Um, boosting his PPR value to the max. And, and again, I, I could see him getting back within that, you know, eight to 10 touchdown range category as well. So, no, I'm all in on Saquon this year, and I think he's going to absolutely blow out his ADP. All right, there you heard. Uh, Dropping knowledge, James Coe, uh, DirecTV. James, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, great to ch- chat with you again. Man, it was great. Uh, thanks for having me. And anytime you guys want to talk fantasy, man, just, just holler at me. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, thank James. you very much. There he is, James Co. DirecTV. Um, love the energy, love the insight. That was and fun. It, you know, James, you know, he brings the knowledge. He brings the. He does his research, obviously, throughout the year, as you heard. But you know, keeper leagues. There's auction leagues. There's you know, straight up starting afresh. We're going to be doing that with the People Show Fantasy Football League as well. And on that note, yesterday I did announce Jeffro, our guy, booked his place into the People Show Fantasy Football League. With a good deed. So for the next two weeks, you'll have the opportunity of making it into the league, not by winning in Turf Trivia anymore. That ship has sailed. Congratulations to those folks that got it. Now you're going to have to be doing a good deed or a bribe. And I want to explain this a little bit more. The good deed is, are you willing to kind of put a good action behind? You know, we want we want to show you the... We want you to show the good side to get into the league. So is there something you can do maybe in the community, maybe online, maybe whatever it may be to get into the league? So we want to push you towards doing good deeds. The alternative is, is there something you can do for the people show? Is there something that you can do to kind of bribe the show, I guess you want to put it that way. (laughs) So you got two options. You got one, one good deed, or one good deed towards the people show, which is a little bit of a bribe. And Jeffro started off, in emphatic fashion yesterday. Over the weekend, he donated $500 to Canuck Place, and he got entry into the league yesterday. So, not expecting that from everybody. Obviously, everybody's got their own, you know, limitations and what they can do. Also, you can be creative. You don't have to donate to a specific cause, whatever that's important to you, or it could be anything. We're leaving it to you. Come with those ideas. What what are some good bribes that we can push towards? I don't mind, you know, I'm good. I'm not asking for anything, but last year, Johnny and Ladysmith, the bribe that he had was the beer. Yeah. The people show beer. And on Friday, we discussed this. I was kind of lighting up Johnny a little bit because I hadn't <laughs> heard from him in a year. But word has it that the people show beer, it's a work in progress. It's on it's the gonna way. Happen. It's on it's the way. It's going to happen. All right. So you have to be able to follow up on this bribe. So if you want to join the league, this is the call to action right now. 650, 650. Hit us up with your best bribe. What are you willing to do to get into the league? And it's got to be, you know, we want to take all the options and we'll pick a few as we go here, but we're welcoming those options in right now. 650, 650. You had your opportunity in Turf Trivia and uh, you didn't you didn't win, but what are you willing to do to get into the league? Is it a, is it a bribe? Is it a, a good deed out there? Is it Related charity, it doesn't have to be. Hit us up with your ideas. Yeah, no, people, people bring the bring the creativity. That that's what's going to stand out. But look, 
a, a big donation to charity is also a, a way to go, as Absolutely. we've seen. It, it sets the tone. We got this one, Max and New West. This is fantastic, you guys. I love the push for good deeds. Yeah. It, we're going to... We're not selfish people. We want, we want, I know it started off as a, let's do bribes. Let's get as, you know, let's see what the people are willing to do. Doesn't, doesn't have to benefit us. It can benefit a good cause as well. Uh, we got a lot of, feels like this is turning into wrong answers only as well. Uh, a couple of texts coming in. I can't read 650, 650, but we're going to share them with the people. And then maybe there's a people's poll. Maybe there's a vote that happens. Or we decide on our own. We got uh, another one come in here. Max and New West. Oh, God, you guys don't know me. I would do some weird stuff. Don't be hasty with this. I need a bit of time to think with this. Yeah, think it over. We're going to do it this week and next week. Tony from East Van coming in with this one. Early bribe. I will deliver a box of Supreme Pizza. Old oven. Okay, that's important detail. <laughs> to anyone who hasn't <laughs> tried this legendary pizza yet, to get into the People Show Fantasy and Football spread League. Spread the word. Okay. All right. We're starting off. See, smart move by Tony, knowing that I'm a Supreme Pizza guy. But there you go. The first bribe. I will deliver a box of Supreme Pizza Old Oven. Important detail to anyone who hasn't tried this legendary pizza to get into the People Show Fantasy Football League. Izzy, have you tried it yet? No. All right. So, no. And Josh? I have not. You're not okay. There we go. I would like to do. Uh, I would like to do it on the same day as I tried that soda. Just get them. Both. I don't know if your senses are like you're a mayo guy. I don't know if your senses are ready for such intense flavors. <laughs> I did grow up in Surrey. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's in Newton, if I'm not in mistaken. Newton. Okay. Yeah. Intense flavors. You're I'm about used that life. To it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You used to hang on like 72nd and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Very close to where I lived. Street cred. Yes. I like it. I yes. like it. Uh, we got this one. Uh, we're gonna be. We got. I gotta. I gotta actually read through these just to be safe, because you never know where these good deeds are coming from. Um, we'll actually read these on the other side. We'll kind of filter through some of them. But the first one, you heard it there a minute or so ago. Tony and East Van essentially saying he's going to start off the offer. It's like an auction. The first bid. Yeah. Ordering one box of Supreme Pizza for anybody that has not tried it before. So what else he got, people? Uh, curious to get. Our next guest thoughts on A, whether he's tried Supreme Pizza, but B, our confession Tuesday, as we call it, food confessions. Yes. The next guy on the show is known for his weird, weird- It's like a weekly segment for it, his Twitter audience. And I, I love Favor because he loves what sort of does well. He, he's about the brand. He liked it. He tried it. He took the initiative. But he's got some really questionable taste. I think mustard <laughs> on watermelon was one of them. So this is stuff he's openly, openly confessed. Is there something even worse? Something worse than watermelon and mustard? Something worse than sour cream and lasagna? He's done that as well. Dan Richo. I might have to leave. <laughs> and we're going to get his thoughts also on Canucks prospects. World Juniors wrapped up. Jonathan Lekimaki. We'll see what kind of uh, you know, ending to the, the world, champ or world Juniors he had. Uh, we know what you know the ice time looked like. We know what the production looked like. What's next for the young Swedish star? But even beyond that, some of the collegiate stars. Who are we looking at for this next coming season as guys that can take a step up? They might not be playing in the AHL. They may not pl be playing in the NHL. But who are those players at the collegiate level that we're looking for the Canucks 
young Canucks to maybe take a step up this year. We're going to discuss that and a lot more with Chris Faber on The People Show.